Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Knowing You podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smith. If it is your first time joining me, I want to say welcome to the podcast. And if you are a returning viewer or listener, thank you so much for coming back. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I got some backlash on it, which I knew was going to be expected when you're talking about blasphemy and other topics of the sort. I it's just expected that you're going to get some hate and backlash, but for those who did leave some positive comments and did, you know, let me know that you guys enjoyed the episode. I really appreciate your feedback. And if you didn't enjoy the episode, I also want to know your feedback. It's totally okay if you disagree with me. I want us to be able to respectfully coexist. <laughs> but also if you have like some actual constructive feedback about the podcast, I would love to hear it. Please let me know in the comments below. Feel free to DM me on Instagram all of the shebang. And also please let me know what topics you want me to discuss in future episodes. I'm kind of in a rut right now. I have some ideas of things I want to talk about, but I don't, you know, I'm not fully like, yes, this is what I want to be doing. So, um, I mean, yes, I want to be doing the podcast. I mean, yes, this is what I want to be doing in terms of discussing certain topics. Um, and there was a topic I wanted to talk about, but then the Lord, you know, it just feels like he's leading me to save that for later. So I just, I want to know exactly your thoughts and what topics you want me to talk about. Another just housekeeping thing, if you want to send me a voice message or support the podcast, links for that are down below. A voice message is basically like you sending me a voice me- a voice memo on iMessage. So you can go ahead and do that. And, you know, I do want to do like a Q&A sometime soon. So if you want to send me a voice memo for that or ask me any questions or even provide constructive feedback that way, I welcome all of that as well. And for those that want to support the podcast, obviously it's not, you know, required or anything. It's absolutely not necessary. But if that's something you want to do, please feel free to visit the link below and any support monetarily will be greatly appreciated. So something that has been coming up a lot recently is seasons of change and people in lives and stuff like that. So I thought I would talk about how some people are only really meant to be in your life for a season. And this is something that I really, really, really struggled with, especially in undergrad and then coming out of undergrad. For those that don't know, I went to the University of Virginia. I graduated in 2021, so almost two years ago. And I took a gap year, worked for a research center, and now I'm pursuing my PhD here at BCU in Richmond, Virginia. So not too far removed from undergrad, still in a phase of life where there are lots of seasons, uh, different seasons and, you know, just changes and chapters. And it's really weird being in your 20s. <laughs> it's like the decade where they say like you have most change because you graduate from college. You, you know, usually move out for the first time and like end up paying your own bills. Some people end up buying a house. Some people end up making like really big investments. Some people end up getting married. Some people end up having kids. It's just a really weird decade where like you're all in the same season of life in the sense that like you're done with school and you're a full-blown adult now, but it's also like we're all in different seasons because some people are married, some people are not, some people are having kids, some people are not, some people are in grad school, some people are not. So it's just a really weird time to be in, I think. And the more like young adults you make, the more this becomes prevalent. I feel like that you learn that everyone's in a different season of life. Uh, some people are going back to school. Some people are starting school. It really just depends on you know everyone's timeline. And there's no right or wrong timeline. Whatever God has for you and whatever his plan is for you is the right one. So don't let anyone tell you or convince you that, you know, your timeline is wrong if that's something that you've been worrying about. But anyway, to get back to the actual topic, which is people being in your life for certain seasons of change. Uh, again, this is something that I have really struggled with. Uh, in high school, I had a really good friend. We'll not name her for obvious reasons, but we were like, I would say best friends. Saw each other every day after school, had a lot of classes together. We took a lot of higher level international baccalaureate or IB classes together. Um, I lived like down the street from her. So 
she would sometimes pick me up for school or I like I would sleep over at her house and then drive us to school. We go to Starbucks. We hung out literally all the time. And I'm consistently getting snap recaps like, oh, like six or seven years ago, like you were hanging out with her and doing this. And it's just like really interesting to see that like she's no longer in my life anymore. And I don't think we technically ended on bad terms, I wouldn't say, but like some people are just like, you know, they phase out of your life or that you guys grow apart. And I think that's perfectly fine. And I think that's how, you know, God has designed it for certain people to be in your life. So it's just really interesting to take a look. So for example, like I said, we were like best friends. We ended up going to different universities. I went to UVA. She went to a college in DC. So we weren't really seeing each other as much anymore. We were literally seeing each other every day in high school. So it was a really huge shift. We would still be in contact all the time, constantly texting, constantly FaceTiming. Um, she came and visited me. I went and visited her. UVA is only really two hours away from the D.C. area, depending on traffic. So it was really easy to go visit her for her to come visit me. Uh, and a lot of my friends, you know, still lived in Nova and stuff. And I was really her only friend that went to UVA. So I visited her more than she visited me. And my mom lives up there. So, you know, it was fine. But we were really making a lot of effort to stay in touch. And I think that happens a lot when you first graduate high school and go to college. It's like you got to cling to your best friends in high school, especially if you're like me, where I went to a college that I didn't really know anyone was going to UVA. None of my friends really applied to UVA. Um, so those, you know, I didn't really know anyone going into college. I did not a random roommate assignment, but I like met my first year roommate on Facebook one time and then we decided to be roommates. So it was just a really interesting process to like move to a new city start a new big chapter not really know anyone but still like want to cling on to what was comfortable and with college of course especially when you're living on campus like I was living on grounds with UV at UVA and she was commuting because she wanted to save money because she was going to a really expensive university it was just more easily accessible for me to have access to new friends and stuff I wouldn't say I necessarily um like ghosted her or anything like I did my best to stay in touch with her and she did her best to stay in touch with me she joined a sorority I joined salsa club um we were just trying to fully immerse ourselves in our own college experiences while staying in touch and still staying best friends and I think that was really interesting um, again, neither of us really had plans to not be friends anymore. Just things get really funky. And from what I remember, and I could be wrong, like if she's listening to this, I apologize if I'm depicting you in a way that is inaccurate. But from my memory, what happened was um, I would come home and I'd be like, hey, are you free? I'm here from this day to this day. Then I have to go back to school. And she would say yes or no. And we'd hang out. You know, if she was available and if she wasn't available, I'd be like, oh, bummer. Like, see you the next time. <laughs> and I didn't really go home that often, especially first year. I tried not to. They said that, like, within the first month, they recommend, like, no one go home, especially the first week. They're like, it's really hard to adjust and stuff when you're not physically present. So that's something that they recommended is to stay, like, actually at school. So I only really went home for, uh, I didn't even go home fall break first year. I, I, I waited till the following weekend. But, like, that was in October, and then we had Thanksgiving break, and then we had winter break, which was like a full month um, between like halfway of December through halfway of January, and then we had spring break, which I didn't typically go on trips or anything. except my second year, but it like I wasn't very home. I wasn't home very often, so that was a little tricky. Um, and you know, texting and FaceTiming and stuff is great, and it's you know a blessing to have that technology to stay in touch with friends and family. But it can get really exhausting, and I think it's something that we've experienced through recent years especially with the pandemic and all that with zoom fatigue so it just it gets really exhausting at least for me to be on my phone all the time and I really am like a huge like, I would rather just talk to you and be with you kind of person even if we're not saying anything even if we're just watching a movie or hanging out or like eating food in my car like I would rather just be 
with you. So that was really tricky. But I remember one time it was like, I think spring break or another break where I was home and I was like, hey, I'm home. Do you want to hang out? And she wasn't free. Um, and then I hadn't heard from her in a while. And then, you know, I, and that was partially probably because of me being busy too. It's not like she just completely ghosted me. But then I reached out to her again and I was like, hey, I'd love to hang out. And I think she was busy again with her sorority sisters. But it was either a rush or she like just had joined and she had all of these like first joining obligations or whatnot. And then I was home for a few days before going to the Philippines and then moving to Charlottesville for the summer. Um, and this was my second year uh, undergrad. And I was like, hey, like I would really love to see you. It's been a while. And you know, I'm about to hop on a plane to go to the Philippines. My cousin's getting married. And then I have to move to Charlottesville because I'm starting EMT training because I initially wanted to be a nurse. At least I thought I did, but that was not God's plan for me. And if you are not familiar with that story, I highly recommend you listen to my second episode of the podcast that kind of explains like where I've been in terms of undergrad and how I've seen God work through my life and all that stuff and how I ended up pursuing a PhD. So if that's something of interest, I recommend you listen to that episode. But yeah, I was like, hey, like I have EMT training. I'm not going to be here. Like I'm leaving right after, like the day after I get back from the Philippines, which was a little rough because of jet lag and stuff. But she just wasn't available. And I was tired of pursuing a one way friendship. At least that's how it felt like at the time. But it's just really interesting because everyone has their, you know, best friend of the moment, their best friend of the time. It's like the person you have, the person you lean on is like your rock. And it's someone that you heavily rely on and someone that you hope to be there with, like for you through all hard times, even like after you haven't seen each other for a while. And when they're not there, it feels wrong and you like want to try and preserve the friendship, but then it feels more effort than it's worth or it just feels like everything's working against you and it doesn't feel right. Um, So that's one example. And then another example, um, I met one of my really good guy friends at the time at orientation at UVA. Uh, Again, we'll not mention his name in case he's listening to this. (laughs) But um, you know, we had a really complicated relationship. If you want to hear more about that, feel free to listen to the podcast episode about situationships. But anyway, we were, I would, you know, at the time I considered him my best friend and vice versa. And we hung out literally all the time considering we lived in the same dorm. And then like second year, our apartment buildings were literally across the sidewalk from each other. And I was helping him with Spanish homework and he was helping me with chemistry homework because I was learning what a covalent bond was for the first time in college. It was just a really interesting experience. But Anyway, we were each other's first phone call for everything. It was definitely an unhealthy relationship, um, but we were considered, I would consider, you know, my best friend at the time and vice versa. So, you know, with the pandemic and everything, like things started to shift, like he found a new friend group and he was kind of phasing out of our friend group. And something that I really love sharing is that, you know, the group that I walked the lawn with for graduation, we all basically met first year. Like we, the, the core of us lived in the same dorm room. So it's really special to be like, hey, like we're still friends six years later and we met like the first month of school and that doesn't ever happen. And I wouldn't have any expectations for that if, you know, going to college is something that you're going to be doing in the next like few months or next year. Uh, You know, you move in, you are completely new, especially if you're like me and you don't have any friends at the university from your high school and you typically click uh, or cling to the people in your dorm because it's just easy. It's easy access, right? And you can be like, hey, like I'm going to the dining hall this time to get dinner. You want to come? Or hey, I have class in this building and you're nearby. Maybe we could walk together. So you do all those things and you have like your safety net friends, like your first week friends, basically. Um, but was it was really cool to say that like my first week friends ended up being my like really good friends throughout college. So 
again, very unlikely that that happens, but I'm blessed to say that I've had that experience. But yeah, he lived in the same dorm. So he was in the friend group and like we would like the friend group in general, just hang out all the time. We made a group chat. We would always be like, hey, like in Nuka, which is one of the dining halls between like two and three for lunch because I, you know, have a class that ended at this time and I have a class that starts at 3.30. Like we'll be here working on stuff, having lunch, feel free to stop by and like, you know, some people like we would go like sit with our friends and stuff if we were available. Um, we'd be like, oh, like we have this plan Friday night or we're going to go on a hike Saturday morning. Like who wants to join us? It was, you know, a very interactive, very busy friend group and we did stuff together all the time. So then when he started like phasing out because he had joined a different club later um, and call in our like undergraduate career, it felt really weird. I was like, why are you distancing yourself? Um, he was just like slowly phasing out where he wouldn't really respond in the group chat um, or he would like only text like some of us and he would only show up to certain things or he would like flake last minute. And, you know, this sounds really bad on him and I'm not mad whatsoever. I don't have any ill will against him or anything, but this is just me describing the situation. He found a new friend group and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, like there are people that are meant to be in your life for a certain season. And it's something that I've really learned with these two relationships specifically. And it's really interesting to see that because, you know, in the moment I was trying to get him to hang out with us all the time. And I was trying to hang out with him like all the, not necessarily the time, but like back to what it was. And I was really upset at the changes that were happening, um, mainly because they weren't changes that I was pursuing. They weren't changes that I necessarily wanted at the time. So I was really confused. Um, And then with graduation coming up, uh, it was just like, oh no, like once we all separate, like this is not, like this is the end. I'll never see him again. I actually haven't really seen him since graduation. We had our young alumni reunion in 2021 and I saw him then, but not, I didn't see him in this past one. So it's like really interesting. We're like still friends on social media. I'm sure he doesn't have any ill will against me either. It's just really interesting to see that like we were so close for so long, like four years. Like, he met my parents. I met his parents. We would hang out all the time. You know, again, like, we were each other's best friends. And to think that, like, he was going to be in my life forever, like, the idea of that not happening just didn't cross my mind. I was like, that's impossible. It's not going to happen. And it, it's really interesting to see that it's happened twice in two different phases. So, like, you know, that might happen again in this phase of my life because I'm in a different chapter in a different season. I'm here pursuing my PhD. I'll be in Richmond for a while. And it's like, you know, there are people that are currently in my life that I've met, you know, since I've moved here that have been absolutely wonderful. And I want to enjoy the moments that I have with them to the fullest. But not really having any expectations that they're going to be in my life forever because then you get disappointed. This has happened to me twice, (laughs) actually more than that, but these are like the two biggest examples that I've had. Um, And there's actually like two people from high school I still talk to that I wouldn't have ever thought that I would still be in contact with after high school. One of my really good friends, Beckman, actually got married last May. So I went to his wedding, which was great, but it's like crazy to think that I have known him for almost 10 years. I think it'd be 10 years in August or something, but it's the ones that you don't have any expectations for that you'll still continue to be around and see that you will continue to have in your life, which I think is so funny. Um, and to kind of tie this back into faith, because that's something I like to do on this podcast for those that are new and don't know, we see that people are in our lives for certain seasons or only for a certain amount of time. And it's like, well, where's the continuity? Where's the consistency? 
where can I, you know, find my rock if people are coming in and out? And again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think that God puts people in our lives for certain seasons to teach us certain things. And when that is completed and he's used that person to teach you whatever it is, then, you know, he blesses them and moves them on into a different phase of life. And he does the same with you. So I think it's really important to look at it that way versus like, oh, that person ditched me or that person ghosted me. It's like, no, the, the, like the plan that God had for them to be in your life has been completed and he's now blessing them with a new chapter and he's going to do the same with you. And again, to say like, oh, like I'm not going to have a rock anymore or like I don't really know who to go to. It's And it's horrifying to me. Like, the person that I had with me all the time is now no longer present. It's like, well, who do I text now about certain life events? It's like, who do I go to for advice? Like, who should, like, who should my first phone call be? Or who can I rely on to be there all the time? And the only answer, like, full proof answer is Jesus. He's always there. And I actually have some scriptures for you. I have Ecclesiastes 3.1, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. So this is how I'm going to use this in in relation to like this topic and how people are in and out for a season. But God is forever. First Kings 857, may the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. He may not leave us or forsake us. Psalm 4814, for such is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us until death. And Hebrews 13, 8, this is one of my favorite scriptures ever. And it's Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's really hard, especially if you aren't really, really familiar with God or if you don't really have a relationship with him. Or even if you're like new to faith, it might be really hard to be like, oh, I don't really know what to do or who to go to. And it might feel uncomfortable to go to God because you're not really sure what that looks like or anything like that. But just know that he's there for you and he is going to be the only one that's there for you always. He's going to be the only one that's not phasing in and out of seasons. He's going to be the only one that you can go to at all times. And he hears you. He wants to help you. And he has a set plan for you. You just have to open your heart and listen. And I think that's something that I'm continuing to learn as well, um, even though I'm preaching about it right now. But it's like, you know, it's it's easier to give advice than it is to take and solicit advice, in my opinion, and actually follow through. But I think this is something that has really helped me in the last few years is that like I can go to God with all of my problems. I can go to God with all of my worries. I can just sit there and pray and be like, hey, you know what? Dear Heavenly Father, today sucked and this is why this person did this to me or, you know, I miss not having this person. And he's like, I'm right here. I'm here for you. Like, just know that I'm here for you and I'm not going to ever leave you, forsake you. Like, regardless of what's going on, whatever you've gone through, whatever battles you're currently fighting, like, I'm here for you. And just remembering that is what's going to ground you and what's going to help you in these seasons of change, but also in these seasons where people are phasing in and out. So yeah, that is my challenge to you is to rely on God, to make him your rock, to make him who you want to go to, who will ground you. Um, My challenge for you is to continue to pray to him, to continue to ask him to reveal his plan to you, to continue to challenge you in these different seasons of life, but to also be your rock and your foundation. And when he is your rock and your foundation and he is the bare bones of your daily life, it will be blessed. 
absolutely will be blessed. And that doesn't mean it's necessarily easy. Like I completely understand. I go through hardship just like everyone else, but I know that God is there and I know he is my rock and that because of that, it might be hard now, but it's going to flourish later. So that is my challenge to you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, feel free to reach out with different topics you want me to discuss in the future. And I hope to see you guys soon. Bye.